We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is a Rocker Room production. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Spotify Green Room for our weekly show, our two-week show we do. We do two shows a week now, and this is our second show this week. I'm joined by my two guys, as always, Pierre, Malcolm. How are you boys doing today? I'm doing great, man. Malcolm, what's up with you? just want to say, finally, Mr. Hart has came back to Green Room. Yeah, I ain't going to be here too long, though. Yeah, I ain't so going to be here too long, though. I say, I say he's not going to be here for too long because this is a Thursday afternoon at 2.12 p.m. Um, I'm in the car. I'm in my car right now recording because I have currently no power, so this is a mess. Uh, Malcolm's in the middle of a, a lunch shift right now. Um, Pierre, I don't know how the power is with you right now. What's going on with your situation? Yeah, we have power, which is good. I know a That's lot good. of people don't have power in the area, so I have power, though. That's good. All right. Well, for today's episode, we are going to dedicate it to some news that we saw the, on Twitter and uh, a guy requesting a trade, and that's Nikhil Harry. Uh, Nikhil Harry, former Arizona State wide receiver, uh, former first-round pick for the New England Patriots back in 2019, uh, hasn't really lived up to the expectation of you know being the player that you know we expected him to be or the NFL expected him to be, and at least the Patriots expected him to be because he was a late first-round pick. And he has actually requested a trade out of New England. Um, he wants a fresh start. And obviously with the Lions wide receiver room, I, th- I think this draws some interest. Do the Lions pull the trigger and maybe uh, trade for a guy like Nikhil Harry? It seems like the, the value right now, according to Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, that he will be going around for a conditional six-round pick is what his value has been. So now it draws questions. So the Lions take a flyer on a guy like Nikhil Harry. I'm going to kick it off to Malcolm just because he's on limited time right now. Nikhil Harry, former first-round pick, like I mentioned, Arizona State. What's your thoughts? I mean, the price tag's not too high. You know, what's your thoughts on a guy like Nikhil Harry? Nikhil Harry, you know, maybe take a shot on him. Do you do you think the line should uh, pull the trigger on this? Yeah, why the hell not? I mean, I, I don't see a reason why not. I mean, if you're going to offer a, a late-round pick for him, why why not? I mean, is, is it going to hurt if you, if you pick him up, like, with the late-round draft pick? I mean, I think the potential's there. I mean, this kid was a beast in college. I'm talking about a beast. And maybe the Patriots' way in the Patriots' system wasn't the best for him. Um, according to his agent, they were saying that he just didn't get enough targets. So who knows? I mean, if he comes to Detroit, I mean, he could have a second 
life with us. You know, who knows what can happen? But I think it's a it's a, it's a high risk, low reward type situation. I mean, I think it could, if he pans out, I mean, that's a steal. You're the former first round pick, and if he pans out, that'll be a steal. I mean, if it doesn't, just cut ties with them and just move on. Yeah, I, I think you meant vice versa, low risk, high reward. Uh, you said it the other way, but I think I, I know what you meant. Um, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think with Nikhil Harry, as a guy like you mentioned, who has a, a ton of potential, um, you know, he, he's he's not really translated to the NFL very well. Um, and I, and I kind of want to sh- uh, shut that up because because people are saying since his game hasn't translated yet, means his game can't tra- translate to the NFL, and that's just simply not true. Um, I mean, right now, his game is a former Detroit Lion who was just with this team recently, Kenny Galladay. Uh, big possession guy, not a guy that's going to separate very well, but he's going to be a big guy. He's going to take those 50-50 balls and just really didn't have that opportunity in New England so far. So, you know, I think him coming to a situation, you know, maybe not necessarily Detroit, but going to a different situation, you know, where they value a big possession guy, I, I think he would thrive way more in that system. And, you know, I, I don't think Detroit right now really has that guy on their roster, that big possession guy who's going to take the 50-50 ball. And I don't know if that's Brad Holmes' preference for receiver because as of right now, he's kind of went the, you know, the opposite way of that type of receiver. You know, obviously didn't franchise tag Kenny Galladay. And the trend he's gone for wide receiver has not been the big possession guy. It's been more of the, the speedy guy or, you know, the more of the route runner. So they don't have a Nikhil Harry type receiver on this team. But I, I think, you know, going on for, from just potential and what his value is right now, I'm in with, like, Malcolm saying, just like, why not take a shot and, you know, see, see what you have in this guy. And if he doesn't work out, okay, whatever. You know, it's not a big loss. He's on his rookie contract right now. It's not like he's making a ton of money. So if it doesn't work out, it's not a big loss. And the Lions right now have, you know, the roster right now and the year right now to experiment on a type of player like this and see if he could be part of your long term. You know, as of right now, probably more likely or not, Nikhil Harry's probably not a long-term, you know, piece for whatever Jimmy goes through right now just because he hasn't proved it. But we've seen crazier things before. We've seen fresh starts and what that could do for a player. I don't see the risk of trading for Nikhil Harry. I mean, I think you have more upside of getting a better player, Nikhil Harry, than you would with that conditional six-round pick. And it's a conditional six-round pick. So if he doesn't, like, make the team or if there's some clause – you can get that pick back hypothetically. So I just don't really see much of a risk, especially in the line situation and especially the wide receiver room they have right now. Why not swing the fences and trade for a guy like Nikhil here and see what you got with him? And if it works, hey, great. You got a nice receiver on a team-friendly contract. And if it doesn't work, okay. You know, move on to the next day. We'll find another replacement next year. I don't think it's a make or break for the Lions receiver room if they do get Nikhil here or if they don't get Nikhil here. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. Uh, I would give a call for sure. What about you, Peter? What's your thoughts on Nikhil? Yeah, when you look at Nikhil, you're right. He's not really like a route runner. He's not a guy who like gets separation. But he's a guy where if you're in the red zone or you want to run him straight on a vertical route, kind of like how the Lions use Kenny Galladay. Um, he's 6'3", 228. He had a RAS score of 845. Remember how we talk about RAS. If you're a 10, you're athletic. 845 is pretty athletic. Ran a 453. Um, 38 and a half vertical, that's all right. 10-2 broad jump, that's all right. He's an athletic receiver, but he's not a great route runner. Now, I don't know if Brad Holmes would want that type of receiver on the roster. If he did, conditional six is nothing. I do it in a heartbeat. Um, when you also look at his numbers in college, he was 
elite in college. He was one of the top wide receivers coming out. I still think the potential is there. And then when you also look at salary, you have two years under $4 million basically. I think it's like two years at $3.3 million left on his contract, plus a fifth-year option if he does work out. So it's worth the risk. He's still 23 years old. He's still full of potential. I would trade a conditional six for him. Um, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I think it, it falls upon of what you said as well. Malcolm is obviously out right now, too. He went back to his lunch break, or back to work, I should say. His lunch break is over, so he, he will not be speaking for the rest of this episode. But um, going on from you know what you're saying, I, I, I think that's what could be the problem for the Lions is that I don't know if this is Brad Holmes' forte for receiver because he's he's gone basically, you know, the opposite trend of when he's gone for receivers this offseason, you know, Terrell Williams is, is a more of a route runner, more speedy. Brashad Perriman known for his speed. Eamon Ross St. Brown, more of a route runner, has some speed as well. Khalif Raymond, you know, more of a kick return, a punt return, but speed, you know, he hasn't really gone the route of, you know, the, the possession guy, the 50, 50 ball. And, and, you know, the Rams way, there really wasn't a guy like that either. You know, they always had a guy who was a nice route runner or some speed as well. So, Right. You know, I don't know if it's, a, you know, Brad Holmes' forte of what he's trying to envision for this, you know, this Detroit Lions offense. I don't know if he swings the fence on a guy like Nikhil Harry. But if they did want to swing offenses on a guy, I, I think it's a good opportunity for this team. You know, it, it's a low cost, a guy with a bunch of ceiling still left and just not really much risk to it. So like, that's why I'm all in for if they want for Nikhil Harry. I just don't know if this is Brad Holmes' preference for receiver. So I can see it. You know, maybe that's why the Lions don't give a call. But, you know, when you have a receiving room like this with not a much of experience and just have a team in general with this, like a, a very young team ready to fight, I'm all down for a guy like Nikhil Harry just coming in and see what you could do. And if, if he could be one of those pieces, great. And if he's not, you know, that's fine as well. Yeah, and here's like his, his, like his stats, if you want to say, like the past two years. So he has 81 targets. 45 receptions, 414 yards, 9.2 average. So you can just see the way the Patriots used him, 9.2 average. That's not really his game. His yeah. game is more like vertical threat, possession type receiver. Like his longest reception was 30 yards. Again, that's just not him. Like he had seven carries for 49 yards. That's whatever. He had one fumble. So um, I feel like in the right situation, he could thrive as a good number two receiver or number three receiver. No, I don't I know. I don't necessarily know if he fit with the Lions just because, like, the speed and the Lions want more like rough route runner type receivers. Yeah, they do not want like. Um, seems like they kind of went away from like the possession guys. They did. They did go after Perriman, but Perriman is really fast compared to um, uh, Harry. So, so we'll see what they do. But I, I personally would trade for him. It's worth the risk. There's not much risk involved, honestly. If it doesn't work out, you get your sixth round pick back. And honestly, let's be honest. When do sixth round picks really work in this league? They rarely exactly. get out. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's this, like, is, a, this yeah. is a first round talent as well. Right. So I still think the talent is there. I just think Patriots didn't use him right. And Patriots normally get the best out of guys. But I feel like he'd thrive. If we had Matthew Stafford, we still had Matthew Stafford. I was just going to say that. He would thrive with Stafford. Yeah. So Stafford no, I... would throw him up the ball. He'd get it. Um, the red zone, he's like 6'3". So... I think if he was in that Daryl Bevel offense last year with Stafford, I think he would be really good for this team. I think – I okay, this is bold. This is bold. I'm going to say it. But I think if we drafted Nikhil Harry 
and he was with Stafford the whole time. And Kenny Galladay was drafted by the Patriots, let's say, in 2017. And just, you know, whatever they had back then or, you know, whatever. I think Nikhil, Carey, Nikhil Harry could have had a better career so far than Kenny Galladay right now. It might be bold, but I think the talent was more there with Nikhil Harry than Kenny Galladay coming out. Galladay is a little bigger, too. He's like 6'4 or 6'5. I think Nikhil's 6'4 like as well. He's not. He's listed as 6'4, but at his combine, he measured at 6'2'7. So basically, he's like 6'3. Okay, and then I believe they're around the same weight. So, they're I mean, they're very similar builds. I know that. So, Gallaudet has like a maybe an inch on him, it seems like, and maybe a couple pounds on him. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think the talent is more with Nikhil Harry, honestly, than we've seen out of Kenny Gallaudet. So, I really do think... That's bold, okay. That is bold. It is bold. I, I, I do think if he was in a better system, and it seems like he will be in a new system very soon, if it's the right one, I think we could see a very good player. I just don't know if it's the Lions' fit per se, but I, I'm I'm all in for swinging the fence. I love Nikhil Harry coming out. I, I'm I'm still a fan of possession guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. So, um, I don't know. All right, is that it? Should we bring some speakers up if they want to talk? Yeah, let's let's see what the people got to say about Nikhil Harry. Do you so guys want Nikhil Harry or not? So we it seems like we're all in. Yeah, we have a request from Nathan. So I'm going to bring Nathan up. What's up, Nate? Lucas will be up after Nathan. What's up, Nathan? Nathan, you there? Yeah, can you hear me, guys? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Hey, how y'all doing? That's we're up, pretty good. Good deal. All right, so I have three thoughts on this uh, discussion. First one is, I personally think that taking a flyer, at least a six-round pick on this guy, I, I don't think is a good idea because this guy doesn't offer any separation. Like He seems like more of a vertical threat and a big physical receiver, which is what we had in Kenny Galladay. And I think that's the reason why they did not resign Kenny Galladay because he could not get separation. And that they're all about separation in this offense. They made that very clear, especially with all the signings. So that, that to me, I don't think is worth giving a six-round pick because let's be real, like, we want those picks for next year's draft. You just never know how deep the draft is going to be. And I think we could argue that, last, that this year we were hindered a lot because we didn't have enough picks. And there were probably a lot of good players that we could have possibly drafted. But, I mean, we had literally one pick and then we didn't have a pick until three rounds later. So I think you want to keep those picks. And I think we, I think the Lions – go ahead. Nathan, so I want to kind of counter that. If you give a conditional sixth-round pick, say he doesn't make the roster, 
like out of training camp and you cut him, you probably are getting that sixth round pick back because it's a conditional. You're not giving like just a sixth round pick. It would be a right. conditional pick. But do we really it's worth the risk. If he doesn't work roster? out, <laughs> well, that's the thing. If it doesn't work out, you could cut him. Right. But, I mean, he's going to make the roster, man. Our, our receiving court got off the garbage. I mean, I mean, outside of maybe, you know, Williams, and I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in Brown. I mean, they, there's really – he's going to make the roster. I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Um, so then what's like – why are you scared to give away a sixth-round pick? I just – I value the picks, man. I mean, honestly, I just – I mean, I think the Lions would, would have loved to have drafted more players if they had more picks. But they only had, like, that fourth-round pick, and then they had a seventh-round pick. And, I guarantee you they wanted people in the fifth and sixth round that were there, but they didn't have the, the assets to do it. And they didn't want to mortgage 2020-2022's future. So I don't know. I'm just a believer that I want to keep those picks. And this guy is not going to be anything special to me. And he really doesn't fit what we were trying to do. Like he's not a speedster. He's not a guy who's going to run a good route. He's just going to be a guy you should throw a deep ball to and hope to catch it. Um, I, I- I think you also have to add, though, as well, the Lions are probably going to have the most picks in the upcoming draft. They're very close sure. to the most yeah. picks in the upcoming sure. draft. They so it's not like they're very players. limited, like, as they were this year. Like, they're going to have well, a we bunch need of picks next year. <laughs> we need I mean, talent. This, this guy, we're this talking guy about six-round picks, bro. We're but, talking about But, the, but this pick. guy has more upside, I think, you will get in on the sixth round, I, I, in my opinion. What worries, what worries me about this guy is, okay, so the Patriots are really good talent evaluators. They always find good talent later on in the round. Not in the draft. Not always in the draft. Yeah, I mean, they've struggled in the drafts. Bill Belichick has not been a great drafter, well, especially I mean, the last I, couple of years. I guess you could say receivers, but the fact is that they're already willing to give up on this guy or willing to possibly if – he's, if he's wanting to trade or they want – Well, want he wanted out. He, he, he asked out. He asked yeah, out. He, yeah. he wanted it. Right, but there might be because they're not giving him a role or something. Maybe maybe they feel like he's not making enough, you know, moves to to keep. You know, it, it goes both ways. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, another reason why I really feel like he really doesn't, you know, offer any other excitement for me is because one thing about with um, – with uh, Goff is Goff loves the tight ends. Like I actually, I'm going to predict that Hawkinson very well could catch a hundred balls this year. I really think he's going to be that big of a threat. I think that, that he very well could be our number one target this year because Goff loves tight ends. If you look at his past, he's always hit the tight ends all the time. And so t- Hawkinson's numbers are going to just go up tremendously. This yeah, year. Nathan, I agree with that, but I think also defenses also are going to focus more on Hawk. I think he's a number one option. I don't know about a hundred sure. receptions, but I think defenses are going to game plan to try to take Hawk out of a game. Oh yeah, but that's the same thing with Kerry Kittles and Travis Kelsey. I mean, I'm not saying he's on that level. Right, yet, he's on that level. Yeah, he's got the potential. He could be. You know, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But I and, don't and see that, what that has to do with, like, a wide receiver, though. Like, how Hawk well, has I'm, to I'm do. Well, I'm saying that the targets are there for hit for Hawkinson, and then you've got Williams, and then you've got Brown. I think Brown's going to catch a lot of balls this year, too. I think a lot of people aren't talking a lot about Brown. I think he very well could be the surprise draft pick of the class. Uh, I'm going I'm to go out and say it. I think yeah, he could I mean, that's well, possible. You know, he could very well help lead the, receiving, lead the receiving core in receptions. I mean, this guy. Yeah, I mean, is that's, that's, it wouldn't seem tough. It wouldn't seem tough this year with this room. I mean, right. I mean, Terrell Williams' injury history. He yeah. could be out by Same week four. Perriman. 
Same with yeah, Perryman. They both been hurt in the past. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why not swing the fences on a former first round pick? Because he's not, he's not a separation guy. He's, he doesn't separate. He doesn't, you said yourself, or, or one of y'all said he doesn't run the yeah, route. Yeah, no, I know either. All right, but Nathan, here's you the thing. Know. Say, like, hopefully it doesn't happen knock on wood, but say you have an injury to, like, Williams and Perryman. Who do you really that's have? different, yeah. I, I so you that. do need that. Like, this guy could come in as a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, mm-hmm. maybe, and see how it is in training camp. If he works out, keep him. If not, Cut him or yeah. trade him. There, there, there could still be interest around the league in him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm also tired of trading with the Patriots, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I just want to get away from the Patriots, bro. Honestly, like, I, I don't care if we trade for good players or players with potential. <laughs> I don't care who it's with. Yeah, I just, I just want talent. I don't care if it's from yeah, no, I, 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 uh, if it's I the CFL, that, I mean, XFL, Patriots. Like, I, I just want talent. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I just I just look at the system fit and I look at the separation aspect. And Campbell's not about guys that can't get separation. Because if that was the case, we would have sent, re-signed Kenny Galladay. I truly believe that. Well, also, when you look at Galladay, though, when you look at Galladay, he got like $18 million on the market. This guy yeah, is only making sure. less than $4 million at two years. Right. So yeah, it's a big the, difference. Now, see, the price tag is way different when sure. you're comparing a Kenny Galladay to a Nikhil Harry. And well, the talent's similar. And if he works out, if he does work out, let's say he works out, you also have a fifth-year option. So you basically have him under contract for three years at, like, a cheap price. That is right. I didn't even think about that because he's a first-round pick. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're all saying. I mean, like I said, there, there's arguments made for both sides. I, I personally, like I said, people are freaking out about the receiving core. I just – I look at it this way. I like, listen, the Lions have two first-round picks next year. You're, they're going to get a receiver in one of those picks, I guarantee you especially if it's a high pick. If we, let's say if we're not as bad and we don't get the number one. Let's say top five, top six. If there's a damn good receiver out there, we're going to take him. You know? So I'm not worried about the receiving to get the, our, our main talent. I mean, but if you're just talking about adding a piece, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be a possibility. I, I, I don't know. I, I've seen Harry play. I haven't been too impressed with him. And, and honestly, like, their receiving core is bad in, in, um, in uh, New England too. And if he can't even make their roster – that worries me. Like, what's he not doing? Like, what's he not? Like, what's he not getting? Well, he doesn't fit the offense. He doesn't really fit their offense. He does not fit like Josh McDaniel's um, offense. They they barely throw it deep. deep. He, he was supposed to be that deep threat. For them. Yeah, they don't they don't do that though. And they don't really like how do I say this? They don't really throw that much deep in New England. Um, he's not really He'll be like Edelman. <laughs> Yeah, Edelman, well, Edelman's more of a route runner. He's more of a, like, quick right. passing type of guy. Versus Harry, he's more of a red zone guy and, like, a 50-50 catch type and of Mac, guy. And Mac Jones ain't going to be throwing those 50-50 balls to him this year. That's just not Mac Jones' offense. You know, Mac All Jones right, is going to uh, look for route runners. So Nathan said no. Now I have another request. Nathan, thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks, Appreciate it. Um, I'm going to bring up Lucas now. He's uh, actually a Patriots fan, so he's watched – Oh, okay. uh, so yeah, let's hear this. He's watching and kill Harry play. All right, how's it going, guys? What's up, Lucas? What's up, Lucas? Not much. Um, so personally, I think that this is a solid move for the Lions. You know, like you're just giving up a flyer on a, a six round conditional pick for a first round talent, like you guys have said. But see, the thing about Nikhil is that, like you said, he's not a good route runner. But the Patriots had Tom Brady, and we're trying to win right now. So instead of taking the time to develop him. They just, like, tried to find ways to get him on the field so they would throw him the ball at the line of scrimmage and try to have him make plays. You know, that's not at all his game, like you guys have discussed for the last 20 right. minutes. 
Like, so I really do think that it's a lot about how the Patriots used him. Um, cause he did have two or three games where he was really impressive. Um, you know, when they were throwing him 50, 50 balls, they were using him in the red zone. So I really think if you guys can get him for a conditional sixth, that's an almost a no brainer to me, a new offense. Like I was going to say before Tyler did, like you're replacing Kenny Galladay with a very Kenny Galladay like guy. Right. Yeah, no, it's it just I, and this is a year. I like how Lucas brought up where we don't have expectations to win many ball games exactly. this year. The expect the expectation is just to find players and see who's going to be part of this team when they are ready to compete for ball games and when wins and losses really matter for this Detroit Lions team. So your hope is as early as 2022, and then you know as you know you hope, but you really hope by 2023 you're you're competing for ball games at that point. So I, I think this year is just a perfect year. You have the time to experiment on players and see what you got. And like Lucas said, you're not trading very much for a guy like Nikhil Harry. So, like, why not experiment? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, there's not a risk at all for this. I mean, like, you're, yeah, you lose a six-round pick or the conditional six-round pick. Like, let's say he makes a team and you lose a six-round pick. What's the chances that six-round pick is going to make a bigger impact on this football team? Like, it, I mean, it's a big what-if game, you know? It just... I take the chance of a former first-round pick and a very stagnant wide receiver room and see what you got here rather than the sixth-round pick. And honestly, I'll even say if you traded a fifth-round pick straight up, even if it wasn't conditional, I still don't think that's a horrible move because you guys know how Tom Brady is. Like, If he doesn't trust you, you never see the ball. And that probably wasn't good for Nikhil's confidence at first. And But he had, what, 80 targets in two or three years, like Pierre said, like when he was listening off the stats, like he wasn't getting that much opportunity. And when they did, they frankly were using him in ways that didn't make him look good. So exactly. I think that, like, you know, some of the talk is overblown. No, I don't think he's a superstar. You know, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just saying use him in the red zone. You throw him 50-50 balls. I've seen uh, more than enough evidence he can excel at that, but, you know. Like, putting him in catch-and-run situations, like, the one thing that didn't really translate is his breakaway speed in the NFL. Right. Like, that is, like, the in the separation. But um, So, if you use him, like, in the red zone or downfield, he'll be great for you guys. I, don't, I think this should be a great move for you guys, even yeah. if it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. And, and to kind of go on Nathan's point, saying that he's not really worried about the wide receiver room in the long run because they have multiple first-round picks – I'm not asking for Nikhil Harry to be a wide receiver one for me. I'm not really even asking him to be a wide receiver two for me. I'm just asking him to potentially be a role player for this team and maybe a wide receiver three for this team. That's the upside. Or maybe the uh, wide receiver two could be the upside. Or I guess realistically, wide receiver one is like the, 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 you know, the bare ceiling. Like everything goes right, right? I, I mean, like you're not asking this guy to be a wide receiver one for you in the long run, hypothetically. You're just asking this guy to potentially be a solid, wide receiver for you i mean wide receiver three maybe even wide receiver four just a guy who can make big plays for you if you need to throw the ball up deep i mean i i just don't see the problem with that i mean especially with this wide receiver room i mean you could find your future wide receiver one in next year's draft or next year's free agency i don't think we're worrying about that right now i just think you know as a solid role player i i'm all in i'm all in just to see what he has and we could offer here yeah, and the and the pressure will be off him too. Like, imagine going to try and work with Tom Brady as a rookie to a, now a rebuilding team. Like, you know, he, the pressure is just off him, right? Now he can just go out there and perform. So I don't see the well, down. 
Yeah, and that's just like the whole team in general. That's just the Lions roster. It's a bunch of guys fighting for a future in the NFL or with this team. You know, that's that's just what this what this opportunity is going to be for this Detroit Lions team. It's going to be a bunch of hungry players fighting for a role on either this team or their you know their resume for another future team in the NFL. I mean, that's I think the goal for the Detroit Lions in 2021. Yeah, and they've taken a shot at like unproven guys or guys who are like kind of hungry. And I think Kill Harry, um, he's hungry, right? Like he wants sure. to prove to people, hey, I was a first round pick. I still got this talent. Someone come take a chance on me. I feel like he wants to prove people wrong, or at least prove like his doubters wrong. For sure. And his agent For said sure. that too. His agent said he still believes he could be like a good player. Or uh, so. So we'll see what happens. For sure. All right. Uh, you guys got anything else to add? Any more callers, or is that it? Is that it? Okay. All right, guys. All right, all right guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed, and let us know. Um, let us know. Do you guys want Nikhil Harry to be a Detroit line? Do you guys want them to swing the fences on a guy like Nikhil Harry? Let us know on social media, and, you know, I, I am interested to hear uh, the Lions fan base on this because I made a tweet out, and, you know, it, there was – some people like Nathan as well. You know, I seem like in this call, there was a lot of people wanting and agreeing that, you know, they would swing the fence on a guy like Nikhil Harry. But I've seen both ways. A lot of people don't want Nikhil Harry. And I, I'm, I'm interested to hear why. Why don't you guys want Nikhil Harry? So if you guys are interested, tweet at me, uh, DM me, whatever. I, I'm, I'm actually very intrigued and interested. But hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of us talking about Nikhil Harry and potentially being a fifth of the Detroit Lions. And with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.